Well, we should probably put a disclaimer in there for all listeners. I'm sorry in advance for my animals. I have a very loud cat. And I have a dog that likes to bark at flea farts. So, I'm sorry in advance, everybody. And welcome to the very first episode of The Wayward Dragons. We are your hosts. I am Kelsey. And I am Johnny. So, while you're listening, you're going to be listening to two fairly awkward, nerdy individuals uh, ramble on about occult things and all that fun stuff. Uh, So, hope you enjoy, um, and welcome to the shit show. Yes, you learned something. (laughs) Alongside us, as we go through all the interesting topics that we want to cover. So I figured we kind of get it out of the way how we are friends, how we became friends, and how long we have kind of known each other to kind of get that out of the way for everybody. So we have been friends for nearly a decade, and we became friends because we used to work with each other very long time ago. We don't work with each other anymore, which makes me super sad. (laughs) I would prefer you over very many of the people I currently work with. So, same, same. <laughs> but that's especially with the pandemic. There. Especially with the pandemic going on. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you still work with the public. I don't. So this is true, and I will say, the public during this pandemic, not 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 good. Y'all need to learn some manners <laughs> and what six feet is. <laughs> like, so, uh, yeah, so we've been friends for nearly a decade, worked together. Uh, Kelsey was actually hired in as my boss during that time yes. period. Uh, but we I became, love your boss. yeah, we became fairly close friends fairly quickly. Uh, Due to our some of our similar interests and the fact that we are both huge fucking nerds, yes, huge nerds. Yeah, you're the one that got me into going to DragonCon every year. Yeah, so that's what I do. I rope people in. I have several people that I rope in. I actually have a uh, Russian friend that came this past year, and he was hounding me quite affectionately on making sure a room got booked this year. And so he made sure he got rooms booked and all this fun stuff. So, you know, there's that. It's a good time. It's a it's very awesome going time. down there. Yeah. You meet a lot of fellow nerdy friends. Yeah. It's uh, it's definitely different. Um, granted, it's not for everyone. Uh, no, there's a lot of people granted this year. There wasn't as many as there's been in the past because of, regulations they put in place because of covid and all of that of course uh if anyone's listening to us in the future you know we're at the end of we're recording this at the end of september in 2021 so you know little time capsule piece i guess yes uh, maybe we can do meetups at dragacon maybe maybe um maybe so kels what are your interests in the occult and how did you get on this path? So, um, 
it's something that I've always been interested in. It's a lot of the books that I read. I'm not like into the horror of like Stephen King, but I definitely read a lot of that subject of haunted objects, haunted places, and it always has that occult like undertone kind of. Um, I've grown up in haunted houses. Um, my mom's house currently right now is super haunted. And I do not like that house at all. Um, we'll do another episode of like haunted experiences. Who hate that house. Um, but my mom, when I was in high school, actually got a tarot card reading at the Renaissance Festival. The lady that does the tarot card readings there, she's been tested by universities and stuff like that. Um, but she basically told my mom that I was sensitive I didn't really believe her growing up. You know, I've lived in haunted houses. What, is, what does this even mean? And I met a friend that I also work with now. Um, and my current partner. And weird stuff started happening. Um, I, could, I could start feeling her pain. Um, even from a distance, it was weird. Um... We were on opposite sides of the outer belt of the city that I'm in. And I could feel her pain, which was weird. Um, I can feel my partner's pain. Um, I can feel certain family members' emotions and stuff like that. And kind of decided that I need to learn how to protect myself. Because I don't want to feel this all the time. And working with the public, it can be quite draining. So just kind of learning that I'm a mild empath and now I'm down this rabbit hole that I've always been interested in in my whole life. It's never been like a taboo subject in my house. You know, it's always okay to talk about the afterlife, um, ghosts and stuff like that. So just kind of going further down that rabbit hole, I guess. That's how I got interested. Fun stuff. What about you? Um, so with me, it's a little... There's some similarities there, but different. Uh, so I've always had an interest in it. And, you know, this has always been an interesting question to me. Uh, so without revealing too terrible much information about myself and out of respect for both current and former teachers of mine uh, in occult matters uh i'm currently a member of a mystery school and have been in a few covens over the years um, and this is a question that always comes up so i have that and in combination with a podcast that i listen to that uh anytime they have a guest on there they ask you know what's your coming of which story and uh <laughs> you know it's always interesting to see where people come from and stuff but so i've i've had a great deal of time to think about this but really it's part of it kind of goes back to my childhood like i grew up where i grew up there was it was built on an old homestead and there were some you know there was uh, some ghosts and presents there uh that and in combination with you know when i was younger i would always play with the little people in the woods and you know do stuff like that. And, you know, once you reach a certain age, you kind of get 
pushed out of that because society and because, you know, hey, we can't, you know, you're getting too old for that. And people will start asking questions uh, because, you know, that's life. Uh, so like a lot of people, you know, I over time got pushed away from that, but I've kind of worked my way back to it. Uh, you know, I mean, I would collect rocks, collect, you know, all sorts of weird things as a kid, do what, you know, what most people would consider sympathetic magic now, or whether people would consider sympathetic magic that I am aware of what that is now, uh, if I could rephrase that, but yeah, so, I mean, I kind of got away from it and over time rediscovered it and kind of pushed back into, pushed myself back onto that path. Uh, so I didn't really find the path. I, it was kind of always part of who I was. It was more so of a rediscovery, uh, which is... yeah different because i mean i was i was raised southern baptist and while you know conversations could be had with certain members of my family and you know there was spiritualism in my family because of uh one of my stepdads and stuff like that but it's not something that was really talked about or you know kind of a faux pas subject you kind of see that in older generations too yeah yeah, well, I mean, it's and it's a come and go. Like at one point, uh, my mom had mentioned to my grandmother about you know me not being Christian, me being pagan, and my grandma was just like, "Oh, okay," and that was like the only real you know conversation that was ever had on the matter. Uh, and then you know, I there was a death in my family, and uh, you know, my mom was like, "You know, we want." Uh, Johnny do the eulogy, and my grandma's like, "Yeah, but he's not a Southern Baptist preacher." That doesn't. So, yeah. That shouldn't but that, matter. That, but that, <laughs> so, so that was, so that was, that was her comment. And my mom's like, "Yeah, but we should probably have him do it, and it would be fitting because of who the individual was that passed." And uh, so, so our grandma's like, "Yeah, but we should have a Southern Baptist preacher." Uh, and so. It's so I did the eulogy, but there was a quote unquote sermon that was done by my grandmother's Southern Baptist preacher. And it was a little bit of a, you know, hellfire and brimstone service. So uh, it, it was it was entertaining simply for the fact that the individual who passed, uh, well, I was going to say it was my older brother. And uh, so when my older brother passed, um you know, of course, several of his friends that I grew up around and stuff were out uh, in the pews. And so this guy's up here talking, giving this hellfire and brimstone sermon. And I'm sitting here in the background trying not to laugh. And, you know, my <laughs> brother's friends are out the out in the pews trying their best not to laugh because it's like this is not who my brother was. Yeah, this is. Yeah. So uh <laughs> Oh. It was, oh, it was great. It was highly entertaining. No. But. Oh. See, like, my great-grandmother was highly religious. Yeah. And then my grandma, kind of towards the end, started to become religious. But it wasn't something like that in that way, mm-hmm. I guess. There was always kind of this open thing. Like, it was always an open platform for all of us. That, like... Because before my grandma passed, like, 
I told her about this and she's like, no, Kelsey, why? <laughs> like, grandma, do, this is just who I am. Yeah. Like, I, I have a Buddhist tattoo on my side. Do you really think that <laughs> this is <laughs> not me? Like, come yeah. on, you know? And you talk to my great grandma every day. Yeah. Like, she's still here. Well, it's, it's one of those things. So I think, you know, especially with certain generations, the ideology of the occult and what the occult is, and even it's because of, you know, popular media and uh, pop culture and the stuff that's pushed through the media and all of that, uh, that kind of muddles down or gives a dark side to what the occult actually means that and with, you know, yes. certain practices and certain ideologies that have kind of been pushed out you know i've been like i said interested in this and part of this part of my whole life but the rediscovery process i guess kind of happened in my late teens so i've you know i've read more than my share of books listened to my share of podcasts and blogs well, you've always blogs you've and, always been my go-to person when i would read something in a book the um, the one book I read with the teeth, where they would use the teeth as talismans, mm-hmm. where I came to you and was like, "Where did the, where would this come from?" Because yeah. I've never seen this in all the books that I've read. I've always seen like actual like an actual object be used. My favorite author, Gail Martin, besides Tolkien, huge Lord of the Rings fan here. Um, one of her characters, <sighs> I you know what. I think the fact that I have two, two Lord of the Rings tattoos on my arm and a big book one on my back don't... I think I'm qualified now. There's a qualification? <laughs> I guess. But one of her um, characters that Gail Martin writes about, Cassidy, her... And I kind of connect with this now that my grandma is gone now. Um, her talisman is her grandma's wooden spoon. So I always connected, like, your talisman's like an object. And when I was reading about teeth, I was like, where the flying fuck does this come from? (laughs) So for so many years, you have been my, like, occult guru. Because it was easier to ask you, because you would put it in layman's terms for me. Well, there's, uh, I want to say it was Einstein. But there was some famous person at some point in time that said you know if you can't explain something in language to a uh, first grader do you really understand it and so this is true so on my journey and while i've been learning stuff that's kind of been my thought process is you know i want to learn something but i want to be able to you know explain it to others and have conversations with others and pick their brains and stuff so i've you know, looked at the information and kind of applied it in different ways and said, okay, this says this, and this says this over here. Well, this is where it crosses over. And this is the common language. Because due to the media and a lot of the satanic panic, because you have to think our parents grew up in satanic panic and kind of our grandparents. We we were born in the latter parts of that. The latter part of the satanic panic. Yeah. But I don't think it well, I don't it, really think it affected us. It except did. for the way of like 
don't answer the door and don't answer the phone. Well, Stranger Danger is a completely Stranger Danger subject. became like huge, which is funny but, because that, but like that wasn't even that they did studies on that, and that was yeah. That's a completely different podcast, completely different conversation. That's a different episode. <laughs> that's but a yeah. different, whole different episode. Yeah, I think Satanic Panic is probably going to be a couple episodes because that is a huge, huge topic, and there is a lot of information there. That is. We'll probably make that a series, honestly, for everybody, because I don't think you can do the Satanic Panic properly without having like three to four episodes. I think. Yeah, I mean, like I said, there's a there's a bunch of different things you can delve into, uh, and of course, you know, certain things like here's a fun thing. Uh, when I start first showed interest in D and D because you know all the hate D and D got from the Satanic Panic, my mom was like. You're you're into what? Because of all the, like the, you know, things that are associated with it, and that the yeah. people are gonna summon demons and oh, no, that was that's a whole thing. No, but yeah, why don't you cover for uh, us no. what a cult is? Okay. So during my research, I did find a lot of different meanings, but they're kind of all roughly the same. They're all basically the same. So, the Oxford Dictionary defines it as, well, the noun, as supernatural, mystic, or mystical, magical beliefs, practices, or phenomenon. The adjective is involving or relating to supernatural, mystical, or magical powers or phenomenon as medicine. And then... They kind of do one about disease definition of like a weird disease that gets like magically cured, which I thought was weird. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, like folk that weird mag- miracle. Yeah, that's kind of oh. what I thought it meant too. Uh, you have folk healing. You have, uh, you know, there's, it's like a placebo effect type thing. Uh, you know, you can manifest your own cure in certain aspects. And then there's the whole, uh, you know, drop a little book nerdiness here. Uh, Terry Pratchett's Discworld. There is a witch in Discworld that refers to things as headology, which I freaking love. But uh, yeah, amazing, amazing book series. If no one's ever read it, uh, but that, I was like, that is your but, favorite series. Oh, it is. It is my favorite <laughs> series. It is such a great book series. And there's like you can relate anything back to it. But so the witch in it, she calls things headology and basically what how she explains it is it's like the placebo effect it's you know you tell like say hey you have someone who obviously needs vitamin c so you'll take it and you'll do a spell for them tell them to walk around in a circle three times while eating an orange every day and you know most of the stuff that's involved in it is completely asinine and it but it makes them think hey i'm doing something when in reality all they're really doing is eating that orange and getting the vitamin c from the orange yeah it's it's taking something that somebody needs to do that they're saying oh this is mundane and it won't do anything and incorporating other things into that and making that the cure yeah that's where i thought that definition kind of came from but anyways, back back to subject. Like, <laughs> back we're going back on the path. Took a little side uh, quest. Side quest. Um, Dictionary.com has two definitions. 
The first definition is of or relating to magic, astrology, or any system claiming to use or knowledge of secret or supernatural powers or agencies beyond the range of ordinary, uh, no knowledge or understanding. And then you have the Wikipedia, lovely Wikipedia. The dog. You, I'm apologizing. I was like, I'm apologizing to everyone. I have a dog and three cats, and my dog barks. At least farts. Apologizing in advance. Your pupper likes Wikipedia. He does. Wikipedia is amazing. Everyone needs to donate to Wikipedia. But they break it down to the Latin definition, which basically means hidden or secret. So the occult in Latin terms means the known the knowledge of the secret. Right. And so that comes from uh, part of that comes from the inclusion of. So back then there was the ideology that, uh, you know, certain things shouldn't be learned by everyone. And, you know, you shouldn't practice magic or practice uh, certain arts, medicine, uh, all these things were considered part of the occult. Uh, certain crafts and stuff were actually considered part of the occult in some cultures. But the ideology there is that you're not just having everyone go out and do it. You're actually being properly trained. And so they had things called mystery schools, uh, which is what, you know, I had mentioned before what I am a part of. Uh, but they had mystery schools that we, they had different ways of finding them depending on the mystery school, but they would have them dedicated to like certain uh, deities or certain ideologies. And depending on what those ideologies are would depend on, you know, what they would teach and how the magical arts would be incorporated into that and what knowledge they would present to people. But that was, yeah. So it's the hit, it's the knowledge of the hidden or the secret knowledge that, you know, the knowledge is there. You just have to, but it's not for everyone. Right, because, you know, they don't, I mean, you're not going to go to a restaurant that you're not going to go to a four star restaurant and get a meal by someone who's, you know, their only experience is cooking in their mom's kitchen. I mean, you might Mm -hmm. if their mom was like a, you know, well renowned chef, but I was like, that's neither if it's an Italian grandma mom. I mean, that's, that's, that's a bit different. Or, you know, if I'd be down. If uh, if there's a little mouse pulling the guy's hair to get him to cook stuff correctly, that's a great movie. Okay, <laughs> Ratatouille. It's a great movie. <laughs> we are in no Good way boys. sponsored by Disney or Pixar or any no. affiliation thereof. But um, I would be totally if they did. Just saying. Just saying. Huge nightmare for a Christmas fan. Be totally okay. If they sponsor us. Well, Shut up. Hey. <laughs> but yeah, so modern uses uh, or modern popular uses for a cult uh, typically tear on the negative side of things. Yes. They're, so they're generally tie into Satanism, which in its sense isn't really negative if you actually delve into what it is but that's a whole yeah. episode in itself that yeah which uh, is the portrayal it gets in media and stuff uh but dark magics witchcraft which again not evil it's not evil uh and then, but you have to think media once yeah. again <laughs> and then summoning demons uh 
they, I mean, people do witchcraft every day. They just don't realize sticks it. and stones may break my bones. I'm rubber saying that. Blue? Yeah, I mean, that's witchcraft, folks. Blowing out birthday candles. Hey guys, you just did a spell. Hey. <laughs> Uh, What's going on? There's a TikToker, and I'm I don't I'm not on TikTok. Uh, I've seen a few of the people have sent me, but there's a guy on TikTok who, uh, absolutely gorgeous man. Uh, but that's it completely irrelevant to this conversation. I'm just saying he's an absolutely <laughs> gorgeous man. <laughs> but so that's an he, important part. It it is it is. Let me tell you that man can put a spell on you just by looking at you, like. <laughs> <laughs> but so he goes through like these th- everyday things and he's like hey guys guess what you do this that's witchcraft you do this that's witchcraft and it's funny because really if you delve into a lot of it and actually if you delve into a lot of things and we'll you know go into this more later or in another later episode but um there's a lot of things from the christian faith that are technically witchcraft that yes but there's there's things that you do every day uh that's what people don't realize. Yeah, I mean, you know, my grandma always used to take it and, you know, a black cat would or really any cat would cross her path and she would put three X's on the windshield and I'm like, that's witchcraft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's... Oh, yeah. But, uh, and, you know. Uh, crossed, I was like, cat crosses my path. I'm like, here, kitty, kitty, kitty. I, uh, I saw a funny thing on the social medias. <laughs> The other day. The interwebs. Was, yes, the interwebs, the social medias, the thing that everyone goes on. And uh, it was it was a t- picture from, you know, one of my absolute favorite restaurants. And if you can't tell, I'm being entirely sarcastic here. Um, Chick-fil-A. So they had like a big basket of uh, plastic soldiers. Mm-hmm. And they're like, take one of these home with you and look at it and put it somewhere where you'll see it to remind you to pray for the soldiers overseas. And it's like, that's literally witchcraft, guys. That's manifesting a thought. Yes, that's, I mean, that's putting a visual cue there to say, hey, I need to do this. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it can delve into, you know, people saying, well, that's psychology, that's this, that's that. Well, guess what? Witchcraft is. There's a big part of psychology and witchcraft. Yes. Because if you're not in the right mindset, a lot of stuff doesn't work. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so some... Act- Back on track. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't tell... We are, we are the kings and queens of side quests. If you can't tell, we are more than a smidget bit uh, ADD, ADHD. So... Which, like I said, welcome to the shit show. Hopefully you'll learn something. Welcome. Alongside <laughs> us. Um, but I figured it, we could define what what is all included in the umbrella that is the occult. Because the media only kind of tells people that it's witchcraft, satanic panic type stuff, you know, Satanism. And it's, it's a lot more than people think that is included in that everyone's mind always goes to that dark place of a cult always means bad Mm -hmm. and it doesn't your horoscopes every day 
are part of the occult, folks. You can think the Romans and the Egyptians. But there is a there's an actual website called Digital Occult Library. It's run by the City University of New York, C-U-N-Y. Um, I'm thinking this was someone's, like, end-term, like, project type thing, just because of how it's laid out. Um, but in an academic sense, the occult means... All these different topics. This is what's all included. Astrology. And, huh? And more. It is. There's a lot more. This is this is all I could really find. Because I kept getting like looped into a circle of it only means this thing. So I, this is as far as I can get. Side quest, guys. Side quest. What? Life is a side quest. It is. I want to get that shirt. <laughs> hey guys, if we That's ever make like, shirts, there's a what's that website? There's a website that has like a it's called it says something something side quest on it we'll, with a huge we'll, like we'll dragon. Yeah, we'll look at it later. It's like Teespring or something like that. I don't remember. But according to this website, this is what a cult often is implied beneath in an academic sense. Astrology. Alchemy, which I could see that topic being from an older time, but not now, because alchemy, I don't think well, really. Well, that's that's that would be a whole episode. Uh, but like, that's I that's yeah. No, there's a whole lot that could go into that. Alchemy means more than just you know the typical mindset of you know an old bearded man sitting in a laboratory trying to turn lead into gold. There's a whole whole thing on yeah. alchemy that that delves into yes. uh through multiple cultures yes yes kabbalah uh, did mm-hmm. i say that right you did say that correctly yes and there's like 37 <laughs> ways to spell it because the hebrew and uh alphabet compared to the uh greco-roman alphabet that we use yeah, things get a little muddled at times. Yeah. Uh, divination. So, like, your tarot cards. Um, scrying. That's that's the next one. No, look, the scrying um, would be a form of divination. Yeah. Casting stones. Yeah. Casting or, like, bones. casting. Thank you. That was on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> um, contacting or summoning angels or demons. So, like, your Ouija board. Oh. Uh, ritual magic. Well, also with contacting angels and demons, that goes into a whole thing with uh, King Solomon and the Keys of Solomon. And but yeah, that's a that's about three side quests in itself. We're not going down that. We're not going down that road just yet. All right. So back to back to the list. <laughs> Ritual magic, magic runes, runes. I always have a hard time saying that word. Um, certain historical societies or mystery cults. So, like, Wiccan. Um, well, you've got the Rosicrucians, you've got the, you know, the Rosy Cross, uh, you've got certain, uh, covens that have been historically spoken of, you've got the OTO, uh, with, 
uh, different groups that Aleister Crowley was involved in. I mean, there's uh, the Freemasons would technically fall under that. Uh, the yes. uh, was it Skull and Crossbones, Skull and Bones, Skull and Crossbones that supposedly every president has been involved in. Yeah, so secret no societies, secret societies in general, falls into that because you know every secret society is evil Satan worshippers that summon demons to do their bidding and get rich. The Hellfire Club. There we go. That's what I'm thinking of. The Hellfire Club. Yes. I was like, give me a second. Let me go through the mental Rolodex. Uh, but, <laughs> so continuing on. Uh, Herm- hermeticism? Herm- yes. <laughs> I was like, uh, I was really hoping you were going to pronounce that because yeah, that was a doozy. Talismans, uh, some form of mysticism, and then Wiccan. Yeah, well, so you have, you know, not just Wiccan. I mean, there's different i mean so wick itself and we'll do a whole episode on what that is and its history yes uh but that's i feel like that's more of a recent it is uh it is it's kind of a resurgence and there's we'll get into that when we go into like the whole history of witchcraft and all of that fun stuff but you also have mm-hmm. like true, which is what the uh, people who practice the norse pantheon and norse ideology uh you know the scandinavian type ideology uh but you have you know different forms of spiritualism that go into like buddhism hinduism i mean those are all technically occult practices in their own right with the meditation and uh you know a lot of the stuff they do so there's Really, yeah. most religious practices, a lot of religious practices in their core uh, really can be defined, at least in roots and in origin, under uh, esoteric religious practices. But again, because time and because capitalism and all that fun stuff, uh, it gets away from its root and gets away from the origin of what it actually originally was well and it's also i feel like a scare tactic in a way we're always going to keep this seen as a bad thing and it's not a well, lot of these practices have yeah. been going on for a very long time a lot longer than christianity has been present and it's only bad because it doesn't fit right now like, well and you know not to knock on christianity because i mean I know there's a lot of podcasts out there that do the occult and they knock on Christianity which because, you know, all the fucked up shit that it's been done in the name and <clears throat> what it's kind of molded into over time. But, I mean, in its origin and in its essence, originally Christianity was completely different than what it is now. And, you know, give it 2,000 more years and it's going to be something completely different if it's even still around. Yeah. It might form, it might morph again. Yeah. You never know. You never know. Yeah. Uh, so the occult, the cult is defi- defined as something that is hidden, knowledge that is hidden. 
and going back to secret societies, one of the reasons why that kind of became the definition is because of how you got into these secret societies or to become a shaman or medicine woman is there's a lot of training involved that was only meant for you as that person. There's a coded language involved. And I think that's why the occult kind of gets this bad rap is a lot of the teachings are guarded. They're sacred. You know, it's not meant for everyone to know these things. You know, you have to go through a lot of training to get to be able to know all these things. And I think that started to scare people in a way, I think. Well, and it's, you know, goes into certain practices from the, again, not the harp on Christians, but some practices from the Catholic Church where they were like, hey, we're going to, you know, force you to follow our beliefs. And they'd go in and be like, hey, you know, you guys are doing this, but really it's, you know, the devil. And it's like, no, mm-hmm. that's not what we're doing. No, no, it's the devil. So, you know, they would take it and they'd go in and they'd build churches and stuff on pagan holy ground and say, well, you guys can still come. You just got to, you know, do what Use, we're doing. Yeah. And Use so they our would, God right. versus yours. Or they would take it and they would go in. And this is a tactic that they've used, like multiple different religions have used to kind of spread their ideologies. Um is they'd go in and be like, oh, well, you're worshiping that guy. Well, you know, it's, you know, really Yahweh or, you know, it's really our God. Or, you know, they'd go in and say, well, you think you're doing this, but it's actually this guy. And uh, so you should do it our way or we'll take it. And we'll take some of your traditions and you take some of ours. And they did this like yeah. a cultural exchange. And, you know, when that didn't work, they went to other means. Yeah. I think you see that a lot with Viking with Norse pagan type stuff mm-hmm. when it met Christianity it kind of they turned it bad they made what they were doing a lot worse than what was actually happening as a way of scaring people into going into Christianity of like look at these barbaric people and this is what they practice and this is what they do Right. When in actuality, they weren't doing nearly half that stuff. Well, so Viking is really like a profession anyways. It is. It's a whole different. I mean, it's like it's a common misnomer where they're, you know, identifying a race of people by one profession. Yeah. It would well, be like a Norse kind yeah. of. It would be like us, you know, calling everyone from Las Vegas hookers. Yeah, there's there's hookers there, but not everyone in Las yeah. Vegas is a hooker. There's a lot of hookers in Vegas. Which there is nothing wrong with hookers. No, there's nothing wrong with sex work. It's everyone sex... has to have exactly a job. Uh, which is a whole whole another topic, but you know, I think we're a sex work positive podcast here. Yes, you got to do what you got to do, and that's yeah. what you if that's what you want to do, boo boo, then that's what. You do, boo-boo. Yeah, and if that's what you're good at, you know, do what you're good at. Just make sure you're respectful to all parties involved and respectful to yourself and your respective partner or partners, I think, is a major thing there. Yeah. 
Um, we can do an episode of sex workers and witchcraft. Sex magic. Ooh, yeah. 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 But this digital occult library, I think, kind of defines the occult in a very nice way. So they quote, the occult are, are, are a disparate, disparate set of beliefs and practices from across all cultures and time periods and human existence that are characterized by their eocentric and spiritual nature, as well as their repentancy to keep the secret from the general population for fear of prosecution, misuse, misunderstanding, or to retain power through secret no knowledge. Because the cults had married many different meanings over time, which we have talked about. Right. You know, well, like you have everything. I mean, language evolves. Oh, yeah. And when Christianity first started to. Not necessarily first, but like, um, what am I trying to say? Like the Church of England, when that started to become huge and they started weaseling their way into the monarchy and stuff, you start seeing the witch trials. Mm-hmm. and stuff like that and you start seeing that these things are bad <laughs> things that you have been doing for generations of going to this medicine woman and this or medicine man shaman the thing that you've been doing for generations is all of a sudden seen as bad and taboo because it doesn't fit now you still see that in this day and age i mean you have again not to go down the political world but you have certain ideologies that certain groups follow and then suddenly there's a shift or there's a change and suddenly oh hey we now go with the exact opposite uh we're now supporting the exact opposite uh you know that's unfortunately that's the way you know mob mentality and hive mind works is with that exact aspect and you know, you have both positive and negative outcome on that. I mean, you look at, you know, slavery at a certain point, everyone's like, you know, hey, we shouldn't be doing this. This is bad. Yeah. And so we had a war over it. You're yeah. starting to see a shift in people, our generation, because we are not that far apart in age, that organized yeah. religion is kind of going a little bit more downhill. Um, people our generation are kind of going into more of, maybe not occult things, but more of a spiritual kind of belief. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it's going back to the spirituality and regressing back to what was, you know, what I feel as what's more natural for us. Uh, because while, yes, it's good to be part of a community, at a certain point when you're in too big of a community, you lose your sense of identity and you lose your sense of personal connectiveness with, you know, whatever it is, you know, whether you want to call it God or the divine or goddess or, uh, you know, great spirit or whatever. After you reach a certain point, you start taking in the ideology of that around you and lose connection of what's important and lose connection to, you know, the world around you and different aspects of the divine. And that's, I think that's something as a culture that we've, you know, 
taken and we've gotten hit hard with. And I think our generation has been trying to reclaim that and trying to, you know, set things in a reasonable way to where we have that balance uh, with the modern mundane world versus the fantastical occult world. Yeah. Well, I think COVID has honestly kind of helped. You've taken the community out. You can't be around people, you know, sorry, you can't go sit in your church, but you know what? You can go meditate in that forest behind you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, you know, you can go do that stuff. There's a stuff that is socially distancing quote. There's a great comic that I, I, I love it every time I see it, but at the same time it hurts my soul where there's, you know, there's a guy who takes it and he finds a, like, it's like an apple tree and, you know, he's hungry. He finds an apple tree, but he doesn't want apples. So he chops the apple tree down and builds an altar and prays for pears. And it's, 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 it seems kind of, you know, minute and it seems humorous, but in reality, I mean, that's, you know, we have lost sight of what we have been given. We've lost sight of what's around us. And mm-hmm. we as a culture, especially, you know, you have this more in uh, Western culture and especially America and Americanized ideology. But what we have isn't enough. And so we are constantly grasping for that. And I feel like part of that is because we've, disconnected so much from you know nature and disconnected so much from the natural balance of things well who we are as humans yeah i mean we're animals guys yeah that's it's who we are we're the only animal that pays to live on this planet this is true so i didn't think about that until you said that yeah so moving forward so, over the years, the acceptance of occult practices has changed. The acceptance has drastically changed over the years. And I think that has a lot to do with how news was spread. You know, a lot of things back then were word of mouth, a letter. You know, nowadays it's instant. You know, we have the internet, social media, the news, 24-hour news cycle. You know, you constantly know what's going on in every corner of the world where back then you may not have known what happened the village over. So what might be accepted in your little village might not be accepted two villages over. So when you start to see the witch prosecution in England and Europe, you know, in some villages, nothing happened. Two villages over, Lots of people died because of that stuff. Which, I mean, the information age that we live in is both great and horrible because, I mean, while everyone has a platform and everyone has the ability to say what they feel, which is great. It's awesome. but, But you also have the fact that everyone has the ability to say what they feel and you have a lot of wackadoos out there. Um, and I am trying to be polite about that. Um, but saying things like, uh, you know, water turns frogs gay and 
all sorts of other weird stuff. Uh, yeah. for, for those of you who know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, but and then you have, you know, the ability for some weirdos to set up a couple of mics on different parts of the country and talk about occult things and you get the privilege yes. of sitting here listening. So, yes. you know, I'm not sure if that's a good or a bad thing yet. You can, uh, it's going to be a great thing. Keep that. <laughs> if it's a good thing, let us know. If it's a bad thing, keep it to yourself. <laughs> yeah. We don't want to hear. We'll read it and we won't care. <laughs> I think we, but both I think we've seen a lot. Huh? We both had enough hate in life. We, and, yeah. Oh, don't even get me started. <laughs> Haters going to hate. They are. And they can kiss my ass. But I think we've seen a lot of how bad technology can be with information with COVID. I think everyone is realizing how, yes, the internet is great. And yes, the internet is fantastic. However, not everything on the internet is true. Sorry. You mean there's not sexy singles in my area looking to hook up? No. I mean, maybe. I totally believed that, though. <laughs> there goes my weekend plans. <laughs> I'm sorry to burst that bubble. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I think with I think COVID has really taught people that not everything is true. And I think we're always going to have that. You know, yeah. it doesn't matter... Yeah, regardless of what side of the fence you sat on on COVID. You yeah. Know. Well, and you even saw that back then. You yeah. know, things that were done for hundreds of years are all of a sudden bad. Yeah, I mean, you had people and... turning midwives in or, you know. So. Yeah, but so you'd have, you know, old scratchy down the street that, you know, made some tonic that you know, helped your granny get over some sickness, but now old Scratchy's, you know, an evil Satan-worshipping witch who needs to be dealt with because, you know, we had a bad harvest. Yeah. Or, you know, and a lot of times... Some people die. Well, a lot of times they would take it, you know, they would can't select people who were, you know, burdened on the society and that, you know, stuff they get from the Malicus Maricarum, which we'll get into that in an episode too. That's a whole nother side quest. Uh, oh. But uh, so they would take it and, you know, anyone who's a burden on society, they'd be like, well, this lady has too many cats. This lady doesn't have enough cats. This lady's got too many kids. This lady doesn't have enough kids. You know, this lady. Or she's to... not married. Or she's, she's not, not married. married. <laughs> or her and, you know, Betty Lou are really good friends. So they're both witches. Uh, really I mean, good friends. I mean, that's where the term fag comes from is, you know, it's a bundle of sticks. And what it was is, you know, they would burn gays at the stake because they were evil. And, you know, they would call them fags because or F, you know, faggot like a bundle of sticks. And so they're just like, you know, we're going to throw them on the fire like a bundle of sticks. So there's Which a... Which I don't understand. By the way, uh, slight statement here. 
Um, I am LGBTQ. I am allowed to say fag. So before I get any hate, I can say fag. It's like we're both part of that community. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, it's like my brother. I Like, I have a hard time. I'm an asexual person. So don't really feel part of that community. But it's whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. So you've got two very different, like, very opposite ends of the spectrum here. Those of you who are listening. Uh me being pan and her being ace. So it's, you know, very different uh, perspectives on a few things. So there's a lot of people that, you know, have fallen under the occult umbrella uh, through history. Uh, a lot of, of people are... that people don't realize. Well, yeah, well, so there's, you know, some obvious names, uh, but then there's some people that you know, you might not think about, then there are some people that you're like, yeah, that makes sense. Like prime example, David Bowie. Yeah, no, David Bowie was definitely a dabbler in the cult. Uh, Sammy Davis Jr. actually joined uh, Antoine Antoine LaVey's uh, Satanic Church for a while, which I just found that out yesterday, and I was like, wait, what? Are you fucking serious? Because that, that kind of blew like, my mind. Record scratch? Yeah, like, no. Uh, but of course, you have, you know, Crowley uh, or Crowley is the proper English pronunciation. Uh, but when you have the Fox sisters. You have the Fox sisters. A lot of people, if you don't know who the Fox sisters are, there's countless podcast episodes. Just type them into Wikipedia. The fact that their toes could crack that loud slightly disturbed me. Allegedly. Allegedly. That's creepy. And they should have seen a doctor for that. uh, But Nostradamus, who is, you know, notorious for making tons and tons of predictions. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh, yeah. Blavatsky, which we've already, Helena Blavatsky, which we've already uh, talked about a little bit. But we're going to go deep dive into her at some point. Uh, yes, Marie Laveau. She who, deserves a full episode. Who her and her daughter, who had the same name, were both extraordinary woman, women. Uh, but yeah, that's a whole thing. Of course, Alex Sanders and Gerald Gardner, who were the foundation of a lot of modern uh, Wicca and uh, Wiccan practices. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you've got, you know, famous, like, astrologers and stuff going way, way back to... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you've got John D., uh, Nicholas Flamel, who, I actually don't even think I put it on this list, but, yes, the guy who, the guy from Harry Potter is named after, and there's, like, a whole book series named over him. Yes. Um, actual, actual famous alchemist and super cool dude. Uh, Alan Moore, who was the creator of the Watchmen series or the Watchmen comics uh, in the movie. I'm not sure if, you know, you're aware of him, Charles. No? I have heard of the Watchmen. Have not watched it. Uh, Grant Morrison, who is an amazing, amazing comic book author. Uh, I'm actually rereading 
the entirety of The Invisibles currently, which is an amazing comic book series for those of you who are fans of comics. Uh, absolutely amazing, really interesting delve into the human psyche uh, from a theological and theosophical standpoint. Uh, Stevie Nicks, of course. We can't leave Stevie Nicks off the list. Now, I want to know what about Stevie Nicks? Oh, she's a witch. Like, she's a straight-up witch. Really? True facts. Yes, she's a straight-up witch. What? Which is Yeah, no, so for real, she's a straight-up witch. She's a practicing witch. What? So, yeah, so Stevie, Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks. Stevie um, Nicks. So, Sir Isaac Newton. Uh, actually did a report on Sir Isaac Newton back in high school. Really interesting dude. So, most people know uh, Sir Isaac Newton for you know, physics and mathematics, but he actually wrote more papers uh, on theology and alchemy than he ever did on physics and mathematics. This uh, is true. He is freaking awesome. Uh, as I already said, Sammy Davis Jr. Um, Azalea Banks, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. If I'm not, I apologize for any fans of hers, but she is a rapper and apparently a witch. Hmm. That's interesting. That is very interesting. Yeah. I don't think you would want everyone to know that that's what you do. What, like, being a rapper? Eh, that's, no. It's a profession. Just a musician. It's a like profession. It's whatever. <laughs> it's whatever. She's just kind of famous, I guess. I don't know. I, <laughs> I stopped listening to the radio so long ago. I... I don't listen to the radio either, so I have no clue who anybody is anymore. Her I listen name to a lot of up. podcasts and a lot yeah. of books. I listen to a lot of podcasts, audio books, and music that doesn't come on the radio uh, because I enjoy, you know, folk music, punk music, and especially shitty folk punk music. This is true. So. <laughs> This is I, very true. I pride myself in listening to bad music because I enjoy it and it's entertaining to me. Not all of it's bad, though. Not all of it's bad. <laughs> I mean, subjectively speaking, but I'm totally okay with that. You know, it's... Side, minor side note, because I think I haven't told you this. So thank you, Facebook, for your algorithms. But I found this band called The Who? The H-U? They're Mongolian yeah. Yeah. heavy metal threat singing band. Yep. Yep. Highly they, recommend everyone to look them up. They are they're fairly interesting. I found stumbled upon them a few years ago. Uh, but yeah, they're fairly interesting. Uh, but yeah, well, no, one so, of their songs, one of the songs that they do that just came out within the last year is with the lead singer of Papa Roach. I'm not surprised. So it's in English. I'm not surprised. But I mean, so that's like some. <laughs> A lot of their music is just super chill to like, just vibe to, honestly. Uh, mm -hmm. If you're someone who needs music to help get into a meditative state, and like a lot of it is very tribal and rhythmic, and mm -hmm. you can literally just sit there and vibe to it. It's it's absolutely amazing. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I turn it on at work sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't. I don't think. Back to my question. I don't think as a celebrity, you would want people to know that, yo, I'm a witch, bitch. Like, well, it's, I, I think don't... 
I mean, it's just like any other theology. And I think it's personally, I think it's great to be proud of who you are and what you believe in. But I mean, you have not to call names, but to call names, you have Tom Cruise, who's constantly flapping Scientology interfaces, uh, Mel Gibson and his anti-Semitic self. Uh, Yeah. I mean, you have other like celebrities and stuff that do it. So, I mean, it's just there's, I feel like there's a huge stigma that comes with saying that you're a witch. Well, there is. And that you're into these things. I think as a person, I don't necessarily define myself as being a witch and yeah. being one that practices that stuff. It's just I'm a spiritual ill person. Because yeah. there's a huge stigma, even with all the witch talk, which, well, PSA. So- not all that's true. Yeah, I well, so I think there's I mean, there's a lot of baby witches coming out of the woodwork with like TikTok and stuff like that. Which I mean, if they find their path, that's great as long as they're properly educating themselves and doing what's appropriate and not cultural appropriating, because that is a huge other issue um, that's out there. Which we can do a whole side quest on. on. I'm calling yes. them side quests. I've already decided. Not saying episode <laughs> side quests. Side quest. Um, but I'm seeing a lot of it like on Reddit with people asking about sage and like smudging and stuff. Is this cultural appropriation well, because I'm technically burning sage and it's like, but you're using it for its actual purpose. Well, so, so there is a difference between smudging and saging. Yes. So just to put that out there, there is a huge difference between smudging and saging. One is, so smudging itself, it would be considered cultural appropriation. And it goes and there's a whole practice that goes into that, which I believe is Native American spiritualism. Don't quote me on that. Uh, But so there's a there's a whole thing there. Saging itself, sage has been used in multiple different cultures around the world the it part of the issue with that though is that a lot of white sage which is what's commonly used is actually starting to be harder and harder to find and unless you're you know in certain uh arid areas like the arizona desert or something or the high desert in california or something like that um it's more difficult to find the only reason why i know that's because i went out there a few months back with uh on a trip and there was wild white sage growing which was you know pretty cool and i was just like hey this looks like sage this smells like sage this tastes like sage (laughs) busty sage (laughs) because you know i I, it guys if whoever's listening don't stick random plants in your mouth unless you know what they are It could either great reference. (laughs) Just watch, just watch into the wild. Just watch into the wild. It could either end. You'll know what we're talking about. Really spiritually, (laughs) really interestingly, or really badly. So just don't do it. Don't do it. I'm I'm not an example to live by by any means. (laughs) But uh, yeah, no. So it was wild. It was wild white sage. Yeah. Well, then I don't think people understand that they can also smudge or cleanse their house with well, be... other things well, yeah, besides so sage. It's technically not smudging, but yeah. 
whatever. Yeah, you're, you're so cleansing. You can, you can, you can cleanse can your house with other smokes and stuff. You can use like, uh, you know, frankincense and myrrh uh, if you want to take it and get the polarity of both the feminine and masculine energies in the cleansing. Uh, but so there's all sorts of herbs and stuff you can use. Uh, incense. I mean, there's there's all sorts of ways to oh, get into yeah. cleansing. Uh, salt water. You can actually cleanse with mm -hmm. salt water. Uh, but there's. Honestly, I have a. I do a salt scrub once a week, only because I work with the public. <laughs> I would scrub myself with boiling oil if I had to work with the public that much. On well, the fact that I have two jobs, uh -huh. both dealing with public well, and being a, an emotional sponge, I mm -hmm. gotta do that stuff. Gotta do that stuff. Yeah. Where did now... we even start with this? <laughs> This is what happens when we do side quests, guys. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, there's, you know, very different definitions. And, you know, while, yes, there are certain negative connotations with saying, hey, I'm a witch. I honestly think it's great. And I am not sure of Azalea's pronouns. Um, I believe they are feminine. So I'm going to say, but I'm just going to say they because I'm not sure if they it's go like by she. I say they for everybody now. Yeah. Everybody's a they till you yeah. tell me otherwise. So I'm not sure if they go by she or not. I'll have to look into that if I reference them again. But, uh, yeah, no, I think it's great of them. And I, I think it's freaking awesome that they are comfortable enough with saying, hey, I'm a witch. This is who I am. You have to deal with it. And, you know, just putting that out there. And, I mean, it's it's part of their identity and regardless whether people like it or not, you know, there's other reasons that they'll hate on them because, Hey, it's 2021 and anyone in any kind of public spotlight gets hate. I mean, you, you name me one person other than Betty white. We got to put Betty white in a bubble. We got to protect does, Betty white. Uh, <laughs> Betty white is immortal, but Get, name me someone in the spotlight or in you know the uh media that other than betty white that does not have some kind of trash thrown at them oh yeah yeah that's not just in social media you have that with everybody yeah i mean it's you have that in normal day-to-day -day life i mean that's 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 every day uh so you know what fuck it she wants to say uh you know hey I'm a witch, then you know what? You do you, boo. And I just said she again. I apologize if you were not a she. But well, they... Just... Yeah. Well, like Stevie Nicks. What are you going to do to Stevie Nicks? What are you going to do? Tell her no? <laughs> Nobody tells Stevie Nicks no. What are you going to do? Tell Stevie Nicks no? No. Uh, so if you want to find us on social media, we're in the process of putting together a Facebook and we'll have inf contact information on there. If you want to send us any messages or topic requests or, you know, any fun stories having to do with the occult or your experiences. And if you don't mind us, you know, letting us know if you don't mind us sharing them on the show. Uh, we will hey. do many episodes eventually with them. Yeah. And hey, if you want to, you know, if you have any experience with cryptids, because... 
I am a huge nerd when it comes to any sort of cryptid, you know, Bigfoot, Mothman, uh, Chupacabra, or any of the lesser known cryptids. Uh, I mean, every every state in the U.S. has them, and globally mm-hmm. there's mythical creatures that show up everywhere. So if you want to send that to us, that'd be awesome. Um, yes. Please rate, review, and subscribe. We would greatly appreciate it. So, until next time, guys. Bye.